Hello, this is Chris from the Two Blacks and a Mexican team, here to warn you that this is a movie discussion show. Think of it as a movie club, meaning each movie we discuss will be a full discussion, including spoilers. So, if you haven't seen the movie, well, you have been warned. Thanks and enjoy the show. Even when she comes out of it and the one is like standing on her head and he's got like the cream of wheat and shit coming out of his <laughs> mouth, like going on. It's like, oh my God, ugh, what is that? Like, <laughs> like what, what is it? What is, what is coming out? Like, yo, I, like they just automatically have this like secretion coming out of it. Like, what does that do? What, what purpose does that serve? Like, just to be gross. Just to be fucking gross. Hello, welcome to Survivor's Ed, How to Not Die First in a Horror Movie. I'm Chris. I'm Tawny. I'm Miles. And we are two blacks and a Mexican. Here to talk about that time six women went into a cave. <laughs> a cave. Yeah. Yeah, right. So uh, Survivor's, <laughs> Survivor's Ed is our uh, uh, weekly podcast where we talk about movies of all kinds uh, and really just dive into the rules for survival, uh, particularly for our people of color in those films. Uh, this is a fun show that we really just take time to analyze the movies that we love, the movies that we enjoy, the movies we laugh at, the movies that scare us and make us think. Um, it's, it can, it can run the gamut. And this week we are talking about The Descent. This is the 2005, 2006 <laughs> a horror movie by <laughs> Neil Marshall. Um, about six women who go into a cave and uh, monsters are in there and it's scary <laughs> and people die and it's a horror movie. I mean, and so on and so forth. And likewise, um, I say 2005, 2006, because it actually came out in the United Kingdom in 2005, came out in the States in 2006. So for our American brains, it came out in 2006. Uh, and uh, it didn't we, exist uh, before us. For, for us, that's it's all it's all relative. All right. uh, that's the only year that matters, Dan. The only year that matters, me came out right here in the states. Uh, so, uh, so I guess I'll just we'll just start off. What is the situation with the descent? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have so like the opening sequence. Uh, the, the, ex, the, the expository and a, a very important expository opening sequence um, of three of three of the main characters, right? It's um, Beth, Sarah, and Juno, who has it, who's possibly the coolest name um, in this whole. It, it, easily the coolest name in this whole movie, other than <laughs> yeah. Scar. Well, you got names like we'll Sarah. About, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like my college uh, in entering class. There were seventy five Sarahs, two hundred and fifty Catherines, and there probably was... <laughs> probably a few Beths. <laughs> yeah, this is like the yeah. the 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 whitest like uh, <laughs> white. like Beth, Sarah, Rebecca, I think Sam, Sam, yeah. Sam like, like yeah. Holly, <laughs> Holly, yeah. Yeah. my sister's name is actually Holly. Yeah. I mean, it's not exclusive to white people. Yeah. Holly's the one that's a little quirky, right? Like she's Holly comes closest to being a person of color that's not a person of color because she's yeah, Irish. but she drives me crazy. Like, 
So, but, the um, opening, se- opening sequence is great. Uh, and part of the reason why, why I really, I just wanted to camp out on it for a second because, like, I love how um, it does a good job of like setting up the character dynamics. Uh, mm-hmm. That wordless yeah. moment between Juno, uh, Sarah's husband, and then Sarah, and then that moment the husband has in the car right before he dies, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just like you can read so much in that scene without any of any dialogue. And then life. also the the dynamic of Beth, like. The, the husband, I think his name's Paul, um, he, like, rushes to... She, like, she, she gets pushed in the water. It's a joke. Yep. Ha, ha, ha. Yep. And then he rushes over to get her out, and he's taking her helmet off. And she's just mm-hmm. kind of, like, she's soaking it up. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe maybe that's all normal. And then all of a sudden, Beth, like, they show Beth, right? And she looks over, and she's like, mm. Mm. So that's So that's yeah. the sort of, like, core... I think that's the core emotional dynamic of the rest of the movie, right? Is that that tension of that um, and the way those three characters sort of like what their fates end up being. And of course, you know, we have immediately Paul and the daughter who's I can't remember the daughter's name or if they gave Jessica, Jessica immediately. Like there's a moment, the moment in the car where they're driving away and um, the husband's cold, sort of cold toward Sarah and Mm -hmm, then immediately mm -hmm. like dies viciously, like in the horrible on a final destination level of yeah. like pulls from the car in front of you driving through your head. And yeah. then so well, like <laughs> execute, like when you see her veering off and you as a viewer can tell what's about to happen. It's, uh, yeah. it's hideous. I, you can see it for a few seconds coming, you know, before it happens. Um, and it's just, it's like, Ugh! it's just, and I, I was reading something that was like, Oh, it's so like somebody was like, Oh, that's not like <laughs> some critic was like, Oh, that's not realistic. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like what, realistic like what for him to die yeah it's a freak accident that's the whole point yeah is that it's a fucking ugly hideous freak accident that doesn't make any sense and it's completely jarring and i think it's effective in that way yeah i like i I would be careful with saying like something is not realistic like maybe not common but i there was a guy there was a guy that we, we i went to high school with where he got into a car accident and he was like he bowled he was like a bowler and the ball was like, I mean, the bowling ball was on the seat when he, you know, got, he didn't like, he hit something and then the bowling ball ended up like landing, crushing his head, like oh when God. he was in the car. Uh-huh. So that's so like, you would not expect that to happen at all. So, I mean, yeah, is it unlikely for sure? But I mean, that could happen. Like for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like it's crazy. The thing that I uh, I don't know like how much time has passed when we get to that point, but they're doing some pretty good storytelling with in a very short period of time because just in that little opening scene of them mm-hmm. like uh, kayaking or whatever is that kayaking? I don't know what that, I don't. I'm not. I'm We're black. Like I white white water what, rafting something. Yeah, I would, yeah, something rafting. you could not. Something I wouldn't do if you gave me a five million dollars. I'm like, you motherfuckers are crazy. I don't know about yes. that whole like, white risk- white people watching this. Please <laughs> yeah. sound off in the comments and like, let us know this. what that is. Because I know you, we know you know. Um, nah, but like uh, that the story like that them get from there to them stopping and you find out everything you need to know pretty much right there in that little window, and then like not even 
minutes later, the husband is dead. It's like, yo, they waste no time setting this up. And it actually works perfectly to me. Like, I, I, I have no complaints. And the, 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 I think the fun thing about this movie is, like, I didn't know anything about it. I had never seen a preview for it. Never even heard of it, honestly. And I just happened to be, like, watching TV or something one day, and it was just on. And if you don't know what this movie is about and you watch it, this is a treat. Like, if you have, because I was just kind of into the the dynamic of them being stuck in this cave. Like, that was freaking me out. Like, just that alone. And then when they introduced, like, like it's people, these things down here, I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Like, I, I was, wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I thought the movie was about them being stuck in this cave. As like, if the claustrophobia was not enough. And that yeah. fucking scene where you're, I'm like, I, like, the first time I watched that, I was like. <gasps> yeah, so the scene where, yeah, Sarah is gets stuck in that uh, tight passageway and uh i think it's beth that's right ahead of her mm -hmm. and uh they she sort of has to talk her through it i think yeah, the three of us had this the, the text exchange of like the anxiety of that scene and i i always have to ask myself like that that this is the this movie in that scene is always when i ask myself am i claustrophobic because like, <laughs> oh, i never I, think I, I am i definitely am i am for sure like you are yeah yeah if anything, yeah. like, if there's anything I'm afraid of, like, I'm not really afraid of heights. Like, I don't, like, there's, I'm not afraid of spiders or snakes, but, like, yeah, being inside somewhere and not being able to get out, like, not even be able to move. Like, if you ever, like, I remember one time I went to, I made this stupid-ass mistake when I was, like, in my 20s of going to Universal City Walk on New Year's Eve, and, like, you could not move. Like, it was, like, shoulder to shoulder, and I started, like, freaking the fuck out. Um, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't move. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't yeah. know how people do this. I don't like, and, and, you know, this is one of the reasons I'm like, I'm not a big, like, concert goer. Like, yeah. I don't want people touching me. I don't want people near me. Like, see, I don't want to be able to not move. See, it's, I don't, I don't have it in those circumstances. Like, I'm actually, I mean, concerts are like annoying just because the amount of, I don't like a lot of people, but I think <laughs> like, if I, the, <laughs> the idea of not being able to move my arms for some reason is frightening to me. Like I've, I remember like as a kid, uh, I don't know, I'm playing with one of my cousins or something. And you know, you go into a box or a basket yeah. or something and you go under and like your cousin won't let you from out of there where they sitting on top of it. I remember just freaking out yeah. underneath there because I could not move. Yeah. Like the air is like, you know, it's mm -hmm. harder to breathe. Like I, I like mm. tight, like spaces like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that freaks me out. Yeah, no, I, I, it's funny because I don't think I actually have that fear, but that scene still gives me enormous anxiety. Like I have a fear. Like there's, I think it's one of those things where there's fears that you have that you may or may not have, like any sort of irrational fear or phobia about a thing. But because of just the the human survival element, like I don't really have a fear of heights, but if I'm standing on the top of like a something with no rails and it's like really far, I'm not going close to the edge. And yeah. like it's because I don't think it's because like, oh, I'm afraid of heights. It's just like 
there's a part of you that's like, it doesn't matter who you are. There's some part of you that feels something. And I think that that scene mm-hmm. actually yeah. does a good job of like, because you can tell like in that scene, like she, Sarah can, she can get through, right? Like you can visibly tell that she could get through. It's not like she can't move. It's like she has this moment where she suddenly can't breathe and everything mm-hmm. feels tight. And like that's why Beth has to sort of talk her through it. Is because like it's not like like Sarah's no larger than any of the other women there. There's no there's no reason to believe that she's actually unable to get through. It's mm-hmm. just the mental, uh, the the, psych, the psychological well, moment. Right. That whole like you know, let's talk about the descent. Right. Like yeah. the descent into fucking the fucking despair and Oof, the darkness yeah. and the madness. Right. Like that's yeah. what it's like heart of darkness shit. And there's a, I saw like there was some article online that compared that moment where she emerges from that like mysterious red vomit liquid, like that Ugh. blood, like blood vomit, like whatever it is. The cover um, image. Yeah. The yeah. right. And that's um like the, the scene where Martin Sheen like comes up out of the water in apocalypse now. Oh, and it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, this like, okay, I've just like, she emerges from this like crucible of like shit um and she decides she's just gonna be insane (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what i'm gonna gonna just be be insane just gonna be insane like in that you know and that's and that's sort of the note you know that we that we end on i think is like which is like which is technically like ridiculous, but it she is so it feels so earned. Like it I is. actually, I actually, I'm with it. Like yeah, now I I don't have time for anything now, but to survive and make it out of here. Like mm-hmm. it, like, it, fuck it it works. Up. Yeah, it works so well. And like you, uh, the the direction that she goes from that point. And that that what I don't and know she's if that, all I, I'm assuming in, yeah you know she's all and I'm assuming that it is just a lot of blood, but I mean aren't they they're like shitting in that in that too right like or is that the second <laughs> movie I can't remember like I don't listen to talk about the I think movie. it's the second movie I think it's <laughs> the second some sort movie of but uh, maybe substance uh, yeah. on, that's like coating the top of it that just makes it look disgusting like Ugh. makes it look like sewage. Um, but yeah, yeah like it, and, uh, yeah, she and she goes down and she gets separated from everybody and she's she's separated cuz they find each other, right? Like everybody gets separated. There's the scene where like, you know, the things attack. And what's you know what's really interesting about these creatures and every time I watch it I'm sort of taken aback is that they're actually really fragile. Like they're not hard to like they're not uh, that hard to yeah. they're vicious yeah. and they're feral and they're going to come at you with everything they have, but they're not yeah. especially tough. They're not like these it, like superhuman strength yeah. type of things. They're more so like, like Juno Gollums. like in the begin yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, like I mean, even Gollum is fucking tough. Like he they talk about like you can't fucking that guy's like made out of sinew. Yeah. But like these guys are just they're weak. And like Juno kills one almost easily just with her bare hands almost. Like at the first she was so, scrapping with that dude. Like, I think that's why I have a hard time, like, really hating Junos. Because I can tell I you're supposed Juno. to. She makes a I lot of yeah. messed up decisions yeah. and does a lot of things yeah. that make her earn the disdain that 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 uh, that she gets from the rest of the group. But like, when she's scrapping with, uh, like, right at right from jump, she she's like the. You know, like the mom, like we talked about the mom from Gremlins, like yeah. you just She's get capable, into that situation yeah. and you just start handling. 
She yeah. was, hey, she was like, like, hey, come catch these die. hands. Cause she, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's a moment because like Holly is obviously, she feels responsible for Holly. And, uh, when that monster's out, when Holly's already dead, but when he's trying to drag her off and Juno's like, nah, and they, they have that scrap and Juno kills it. It's like, I, I was on her side and I, you know, up until that point, it's just like, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to like, Judo, because she's just doing so many. She's done so many things. But she's so dope, though. Yeah. Like at the same time, <laughs> I guess. I guess the the for the initial part where I'm not on her side is when they they get down there and then they discover that she's like she she lied to them and this is not the cave. Yeah, that's this is not the cave that they were supposed to go to. This is some new cave that she wants to them to all discover together. I'm like, bitch, no. Okay, <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Nobody knows we're down here. Could you have left? What? Could you have fucking left a post it with the information with like, someone? At the very least. Anyone? Like, you didn't have to inform the caving authorities, whoever they man, are. Like, They're like, on, you man. didn't let the caving people know. And I'm like, I don't, is there a, there's a system of cave people who know what that, everyone's done? You know, that's like. That's where she lost me. That's where she lost me initially. I was like, nope, that's. Yeah. I, that whole time, like, I would have had an attitude towards her, like, from that point <laughs> forward. Like, she would have been saying Holy stuff, and you. I just wouldn't have been responding or nothing. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> all, all bitchy. Are you right? right? <laughs> like, Whatever. Yeah. Every time she talks, she just look over here. You like, oh my God. <laughs> like, she ain't even saying nothing to you when you in the corner. <laughs> Ain't even talking to you, and you pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that, that is what they were doing. Like some of them was just like, nah. I mean, but we'll we'll get we'll get more into Juno in a little bit. I know. So, but I mean, <laughs> I have to say, I have to talk about the cinematography too, because this, this, oh my god, oh yeah. the filming yeah. is so cool. Like, there's so much good use, like I, the uh, the red of the flares <sighs> that they're setting off, yeah. being kind of the light source and adding to the sort of dread. It was so mm-hmm. cool. The misleading sort of uh, outside light and stuff. Yeah. And like, uh, it just creates such a sense of genuine tension where you're like, it feels endless. Like the caves feel endless. And like every single scene, there's these great wide shots. You like know. endless and, and unremarkable, like in like undistinct from each other, which is the right. most terrifying thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they say they I, I forget who says it, but I, I feel like they say at some point that they're like two miles or something down. I, 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 I may be wrong, but I feel like somebody said that. I don't know if it was Juno where she's like, we're two miles below something like two miles. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> not even I can't even no, conceive of that. It, get, that stop, get a new hobby. Yeah. Like, what? what why is <laughs> like, this what fun? Like, listen, again. We already kicked it off with the white water rafting. <laughs> nope, not, not interested. And then you talking about a cave that uh, you 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 combine you like you combining two things that I have zero interest <laughs> with, which is cave diving, not interested, and then also some form of rock climbing where you gotta you know get across these like you have to scale these catacombs and walls down oh here and gosh. like hanging from your life like yo what why is this fun? When, uh, fun? Listen, when what's her name, uh, Rebecca, when she was doing that 
the hooks on the uh, top oh, of the cage. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Trying to trying to establish the things that which the scene is dope. Like the way that scene is so cool to me. It's so unique. Like to the whole setup. But like while I'm watching her do that, I'm like, wait. So, <laughs> but no matter what cave you went to, you were prepared to do some stuff like this, like where you're literally yeah. like monkey swinging on this cave and then putting these things in there and hooking it in and as you go type of stuff where I'm just like, that's fucking amazing. That scene that's for sure. Wild. And like, yeah. uh, it was such a, another, another wordless kind of reveal in terms of her doing the one and there was already a hook in there mm-hmm. and oh, it just tells yeah, us so that. much as viewers where you're like oh like yeah. and and it was cool how like as they kind of discover it and have the conversation about it and then more is revealed of like this nobody uses this anymore this is uh, mm-hmm. over 100 years old it's like oh shoot like it's just so cool like how they did the script of this movie, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm getting at. Is that just yeah, the is. way it's written? Characters speak things that need to be spoken. There are some like a little bit of clunky exposition in the cabin when they first all meet up, and they kind of uh, introduce like Rebecca's younger sister, and they have to like mm-hmm. you know, there's there's some like awkward dialogue there yeah. of like you're yeah. my little sister you know like stuff like that <laughs> but but for the most part there's so many moments where what doesn't need to be said isn't said but you still get it as a viewer um yeah stuff. The, the, I, I think one of the ones where i sort of what i never really thought about was when like they kill the one and I, I guess that's Scar. I don't know like which one <laughs> that is. So. That's my best so guess. For, the, for the viewers or listeners sake, we uh, <laughs> we were all just marveling at the fact that at the end of the movie in the credits, uh, one of the creatures is inexplicably named Scar in the credits. <laughs> and uh, we Uncle definitely Scar. know that this was not established in the film itself. Long so live the king. We're trying to work uh, yeah. around like wh- <laughs> who's Scar? How should we know it's Scar? And were there scars to speak of? So I, I guess I, I'm guessing that was him. I don't know. That yeah, they no, killed. On, yeah, no. When I was watching it, because I was like, okay, I'm gonna pay attention to this. I'm looking for Scar. <laughs> yeah, right. Because this needs to make sense to some to, at some yeah. point. But yeah, like yeah. they were like, and it's so it's it, this is one of those kind of silly moments, and we have these in a lot of that's movies, what I was gonna say. Right, like where they where like, like she's explaining. Juno's like, like Juno's like, what am I looking at, Sam? And I'm like, okay, this bitch is a medical student. She's not an evolutionary biologist for fuck's sake. Like, what the fuck <laughs> does she know about what she's looking at? And they're like, oh, this creature has evolved this way. And I'm like, I could I could have told you that. I, I'm having an English major. <laughs> like, yeah, like yo, yeah. But like, I, you know, that, that doesn't translate, okay? Like, that, what you do in your regular job does not translate you're not, to yeah. this Yeah, and he, he kind of had kind of, like, a thing, like, going across. And so I was like, oh, I bet that's, I bet that's it. Like, like a Kylo Ren situation? Little, yeah, he had a little, like, thing like that. And I was like, I bet that's it. Because that's really the only creature we get any sort of prolonged look at. Like, everybody else is just like, <laughs> and then they're, they're out of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a very good imitation of what what happens. Yeah, like a weird yeah. hissing, like I'm a, like on no, the wall. sound, like whatever the sound design too. You, I remember you brought up like yeah. is really good. Like it's it's Ooh. so eerie and just creepy. Yeah. Like because when the first time, uh, what's the main Sarah? Is that that's the main? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
when she first is like just in that area, like hearing uh, the sounds for the first time, it's so like that's not, uh, first of all, I'm in a cave. That's that's number one. That's strike one. <laughs> I'm two miles <laughs> being in a cave, supposedly two miles underground. That's that's a whole nother strike in itself. And you hear whatever the hell that little that clicking, clicking sound noise. is. No, uh, uh-uh. nope. <laughs> Send that me was, back up, and that yeah. was that was well done too. Was like what I like is that. Uh, so we watched this movie for the first time with my son about a year ago. Uh, well, a little over a year. We watch we watch a lot of horror movies around Halloween, and my oldest son has been sort of forcing himself to watch horror movies to kind of be less afraid of them. And this one was was interesting was because, you know, that first whole segment, there's very little, there's a few little kind of jump scare type things. Like when Sarah's looking out the window and the thing goes, she has the dream sequence where the thing goes through her head and stuff and yeah uh, things like that. But when they first reveal the creatures, they don't seem that scary. Like there's a, there's a, there's a little kind of eerie scene where it looks almost Gollum like, and then it like kind of scampers off. And then there's that weird like scene where it's just standing there, like kind of drooling. And those yeah. are the couple of times you see them. But that moment when they use the night vision thing, uh, and she's yeah. looking around and there's one right there that like he, uh, he's going to be mad at me for sharing this, but <laughs> he just screamed, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's and a great he, scene. Like he that, spent the that. rest of the movie sitting right between me and my wife on the couch. And, oh my uh, god, that's funny. It, it's just so <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a really excellent reveal because I I was like watching and and at that point is where or right before that I think it's forty five minutes into the movie where the story is just about them trying to get out this cave and we are literally at like I think forty five to forty six minutes and it's not a long movie. We literally add about like 45 minutes and then you see that you're like whoa what yeah this, this took, took a whole nother because i like when they first show and i like and i was paying attention that a lot of times when they were revealing uh the creatures they didn't do the normal you know the the sound effect the jump scare sound effect they would just show them yeah mm-hmm. and then they would be reacting to it like they wouldn't do any type of sound i love that kind of stuff yeah. to signal you that there's something there you, I'm, i could see that there's something there and i, I just i like that I, I thought that that was like yeah that i thought that that worked even well more. just it, just like the emphasis on like the visual creepiness right like the visual creepiness of like something skittering into view that's potentially threatening and like having it not have something announce it um yeah. sonically like that's creepy yeah it is creepy and then i mean they look creepy i mean they like they're, gross. they're like pale it's just yeah. skin like uh, they're deformed obviously like they're uh, uh, i mean what what did she say they're Fully evolved to live down or something, whatever. Like, how did you? How did you even get any of that information? Like, she just looking his at face him. three times. Fully evolved. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they use sound to find, like how? how? How you know that? How you know? Keep I don't talking. even know her name. What was her name? I don't even uh, remember her name. I think that's Sam. Is that Sam? The doctor. Yeah, the doctor is Sam. She has like she has a weird accent. She's like she's got something else going. The doc- on. She's the one Sam who. Sam, who had the most like theatrical of the deaths. Um, oh, oh yeah. yeah, because she had the whole like the, uh, on the line. <laughs> <which is laughs> so like, yeah, it's so funny. You know what's interesting is like 
that 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 scene is really cool. The like, the set piece is really cool. The way it plays out. Uh, but it almost felt like the death that was meant to be like the cover image. You know what I mean of the film. Like, and yeah. it, it it to me doesn't quite because of that. It takes me a little bit out of it because I'm like, why you doll dramatic like that? You know, yeah. <laughs> because everybody else kind of just gets offed. Which I think is yeah. cool. Or gets, like, gets their intestines eaten. Like they I think her sister, yeah. like in the very next scene, she right? Got, like, yeah, she got. She just eviscerated. gets eaten. Uh, and I think those those are way more frightening and way more effective. You know. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I also didn't understand like what she was doing. Like she was up there, she had the knife in her hand or whatever, and then she like puts the knife in her mouth or whatever, and. I don't know. I was just, it was just a weird, like. The way it was cut, there was, a, there was like a bunch of cuts. Yeah. And then she's just dead. And it was like, at first I was like, did she kill herself? Like, no, he killed her. But like, right. yeah, there was a weird, there was a weirdness to that, that whole sequence where I was just like, what's, what's happening? Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause it looked like she was going to try to stab him. And then she was like, no. And then put the knife in her mouth. I was like, what what's what is this plan like, right. I, I, like uh, right, i just didn't understand like what the the strategy was <laughs> Casey like, tries to kiss me he gonna get this knife <laughs> right and then who didn't some like was this it juno when, that jumped down after that like this is when we're like and this is what i appreciate about this movie is like once it starts it's fucking just thing after thing like there's not like there's not long stretches of like no one dying like and this is the end sequence when we're about to get to the point where it's just Sarah and Juno. Yeah. And this is yeah. this is basically the movie wiping everyone else out before we get to to that point. And at this point, Sarah's already talked to Beth. By the way, I think Juno is unfairly blamed for Beth. Like, if I were, I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to Beth talk fucking, about that. Beth I, I, fucking yeah. sneaks up on her. Like, she's in the fucking killing frenzy. How are you going to come up on someone with the fucking who's wielding a pickaxe or whatever the fuck that yeah. is. Like, just, what are you, what are you then, doing? Get the fuck like, away. <laughs> like, I don't blame her at all. And then she's like, she just leaves her. And I'm like, yeah, she's going to die. She's bleeding out through her neck. There's nothing to be done. Like, I, and there's, and there's monsters. What am I supposed well, to let's, do? Like, let's use supposed- that as a, let's use that as a segue. Cause I think we're just going to get there anyway. Um, let's, let's, let's get to our segment. You good homie. Uh, and uh, this is where we check in on our people of color. And uh, we, we did have a conversation about this. And while Juno, uh, actress Natalie Mendoza, is uh, of a great many uh, ethnic, ethnic backgrounds, uh, among those is Filipino um, and Spanish. Uh, and Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, she is definitely the least white person in this movie. <laughs> yes, and, absolutely. Clearly. Uh, and there's there's her 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 story in this movie is very unique to the rest of the group as well um in which she's very clearly meant to be the villainous kind of character in a lot of ways of the group at least um she's painted as in a very uh very negative light through some of her choices and actions early on in the movie and what 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 plays out between her and Sarah so uh, but let, yeah, let's, <laughs> I like where you were going, Tani. Like, let's talk <laughs> about the, the characterization of Juno. She, I think I, I find her, and I think this is one of the, the most, I mean, this is one of the things that makes the movie so interesting 
is that you have this character. She's the only person that looks that she's like, she's not a white lady. Like, and I don't, again, whatever, however the actress identifies, I'm not sure, but like, she does it like, you know, she's, she stands out in that way. Her name is Juno, right? Right. Like, <laughs> she's the oh. most competent. And she's alongside Sarah, Beth, Rebecca, Sarah, Rebecca Sam, Sam, Holly. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like Juno. Um, and she's and she's the most competent. She's the most capable. She's the most strong and badass. And once the monsters show up, she's the most ass kicking. Um, but she she and this is the thing that we learned right in the beginning is like she's messing around with her her bestie's husband, right? And so so that's and we you know we, I talked about betrayal, the second betrayal. So that's the first betrayal, and then. <laughs> The the second betrayal is the fucking fact that she leads them out into this death trap with no like <laughs> like no way out and which, no nobody which I would coming. argue is the worst the worst betrayal. I would I would one. agree yeah. with that. Like I agree. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the Absolutely. one that will get you killed. The one yeah, that's gonna exactly. get you killed. And she it's not her fault that the husband dies. It's not her fault that the child dies. Like she's not but but it's not literally that but but somehow the juxtaposition of those scenes sets it up as though it is. There's like there's yeah. a connection between that hideous event and the thing that we just saw. And even mm. though it's not literally like one led to another, like in the mind, like in the mind of the viewer or whatever, or the reader, like those two things are conjoined, even though she really didn't have anything to do with the death of those people and the great tragedy that happened to Sarah. And there's that scene. And I love, I love the, um, I love where when, uh, Sarah's stuck in the, the, the thing and she's freaking out and Beth tells her the worst thing that could happen to you has already happened. Mm. Um, and like, and I, (laughs) I think of that not because I've ever been stuck in a cave, but like, that's that's good wisdom sometimes. Like mm-hmm, the worst thing mm-hmm. that could already happen's already happened, so fucking chill out and let's get through it and survive and all that. But like that Juno did Juno didn't do that, but there is like the movie makes a connection between, you know, that that thing that we see in the the exposition, the expository scene, the opening expository scene, and the stuff that comes later, and then expounds upon her untrustworthiness with the fact that she fucking leads her friends into this death trap. It's really the second betrayal, but it's really sort of part of the first. It's I feel like it's th- there to ex- like to accentuate that she is a person who can't be trusted, which is what Beth tells Sarah, which I actually think is unfair because it's Beth's fucking fault she gets arsed in the throat with a pickaxe. Yeah, like I it's, it seems like from that point too like Beth or from that opening scene like of the beginning of the movie Beth has an issue with her like because she can see like she you know what she's doing or whatever with the other one's friend and she's like okay she's foul like i'm she already has an issue with her to begin with again why are you walking up on me while i'm trying to survive killing monsters that i don't feel like it, like it, that's such a shocking scene too because you, you the first time i saw that i you know i was expecting it was just another thing walking up on her and maybe it was you know gonna get her i don't know what the fuck is beth doing how are you like you just saw her if if i'm beth in this situation and it's a my pov i'm seeing juno going ham on this creature (laughs) with this thing 
Now yeah. my thought isn't let me go up there and grab her shoulder Sneak quietly up from slowly. behind. Like never that. <laughs> I don't do that to people on a regular day. Nope. Definitely not while fighting cave monsters. <laughs> like, Look, I on. literally, I literally not because like I'm notoriously in my house like a quiet walker. I guess like Same. I can sneak up on people <laughs> easily. Yeah. And not on purpose. I'm not even trying to. I'll just, somebody will be in the kitchen and I'll walk in there, grab something out the refrigerator, walk out, and they'll never know I was in there at all. So I'm like, when they're in there and they're facing the other way, I'm like, I'm coming in here. I'm walking in because I know you're going to be scared if you turn around and like, yo, just announce that you walking up on me. Like, why, why would you like, and specifically in this scenario, what are you doing? Come on. And bro. then she like blamed her. Like she did this to me as if she did it on purpose. Right. Like, you know, it's accident. She like, left me here. I'm like, what was she going to do? She poked yeah. up. She poked your throat out. You're going to die. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I don't understand. And this is something I don't understand. In a lot of these movies when it's like, we got to go back for so and so. I'm like, that motherfucker's dead. Like someone's yeah, good as dead. Yeah, you dead. just, that's gone. We're done. Like it's over now. Like move on. I would forgive you if you, yeah. <laughs> like, like I mean, just let me go, survive. That's the thing. Like, if you were to sort of uh, dial back and sort of track, and that's what's, to me, what is really good about this movie, too, is you can, like, characters don't really, aside from Beth in that moment, characters don't really make decisions that don't make sense. They make bad decisions in some cases, but the decisions don't, like take me out of the movie because the way the characters are built you start to get it like for example when holly like freaks out and starts running because she thinks Ugh. that there's an exit like that's that was up to that point it's like yeah like by the way she was behaving up to that point it made sense that she yeah. made that decision even though it was yeah. a poor one and for juno i think uh what's interesting about her character is that I see if a version of this movie where you could be following her as a protagonist and she becomes a very tragic character because I see her as an emotionally immature person at the beginning of the movie. Like she, uh, she has clearly developed this, uh, illicit relationship with Sarah's husband who we don't know. We don't fully know the kind of con, like what's the backstory behind how this came to be, who, you know, what, what what was going on there. And so you can kind of separate yourself from that because to me, like, for some reason, that just doesn't hit me as like, okay, I shouldn't like her. Look at what she's doing. Because I guess there's just so many layers to how mm-hmm. a, a an affair can happen. And so I'm like, okay. And then the cave thing, like, she rationalizes it as her attempt to sort of use adventure to bring them together, which, again, a very immature way to do that. But like, it's like, okay, she's clearly somebody who uh, has a lot of a, a lack of maturity and is sort of uh, not not thinking about think not thinking things through. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort of very impulsive, very. Uh, and, and that sort of shows up in a lot of her actions up to that point. She's also a survivor. And mm-hmm. I think that shows up in the vi- right from jump when the monsters show up. She, her fight or flight is fight. And uh, and so, like, all those things, to me, make her an interesting character who, in some version of this story, really got, like, screwed over. 
<laughs> no, she's absolutely like she's because you really like and and I I was I read a couple of reviews and it's just like you can't help but be impressed by her. She's completely like competent and badass and she's the one who sort of knows how to get out of it, but again, there's like the fact that she she's the one it's their it's her fault, really. That they're in yeah. this situation. Like, it's it's 100% her fault. You know, like, whatever else happens and whatever other horrible decisions made and whoever other's hand is cut open by the worst rope burn that you've ever seen. Oh, my God, that rope burn. <laughs> and then they show it, and I'm like, don't Jeez. fucking show me that. I don't need to see it. Was it. So, it was so gaping. So I'm like, how are you just bandaging that, that up? Like, let go. Is- let her go. Like, you don't need the rope burn of that. But um, no, but no I, she's uh, like she yeah. makes hideous decisions, um, and but is still somehow like super competent. And then what's interesting is the way she goes out is like Sarah doesn't hit her through the jugular. She doesn't hit her in the chest. She hits her in like the kneecap or something, right? Like it's like right yeah. in the leg. And mm-hmm. so it's this thing of like crippling her but still maybe giving her the opportunity to fight her way out, which I think is sort of interesting. Like, and at that point, Sarah has emerged from her Martin Sheen apocalypse now moment as is decided to go completely fucking ham. Um, and it's like, even though they, she sort of Juno gets her out of the fucking shit she's in. She, um, she's like, I can't help, but, but pay you back for that shit, bitch. And she gets her right in the knee. See, I read that scene differently, a little bit differently. Like, I thought she was sort of trying to give Juno a worse fate in a way by crippling her and allowing those monsters to kill her. Because I feel like it would have been mercy to just kill her. Um, But I guess you're right. There is the possibility that she was in, in like, giving her a chance in a way. But in my head, I'm just like, dang, you just, like, kneecapped her. And there's like mm-hmm. a room full of monsters. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you're right. I, that that is a possible reading. I just didn't. I guess I don't. I feel like Juno's so badass at that point. Yeah, it was almost like a some level of respect that I know you could possibly handle yourself. Like that, that's what I was thinking for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah, the majority might rule in this case, but uh, I mean, I, that's I, not I, really how I viewed it, though. I mean, I could see that I viewed it as her, like, yo, nah, this is payback type of, which, like, I don't know if that's like a equal like trade. <laughs> like, I mean, she, I mean, she didn't kill, she didn't kill like your husband or your or your kid. Sarah's the only character to intentionally. In, in, for all intents and purposes, but kill that's the whole thing. She goes down into the else. fucking pit of despair, yeah, and she comes back out a complete murderer, like <laughs> coated in blood, like coated in whatever that red shit is, and then and then coated in blood when she and Juno are fighting the cave people off together. Um, <laughs> the cave people, <laughs> the Flintstones, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Flintstones. <laughs> if, we're, if we're rounding out how juno did in this situation i mean obviously like the movie it's ambiguous but like not good um yeah and i mean she she even i feel like even prior to that tried to like they tried to like redeem her because before that 
She's the one that says we have to find Sarah. I, I can't leave without Sarah. And I feel like that's a part of her uh, guilt or whatever for mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. cheating, you know. She's trying being, to... Absolutely. Yeah, she's trying and to fix a, things, yeah. There's a scene where, like, early on where, like... um Sarah's like, I wish you like wouldn't treat me like I'm so fragile or whatever. And she's like, I asked you for this. Like Sarah tells Juno, like, so apparently like Sarah's the one who asked Juno to put this trip together. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, you know, it, and so Juno's trying to do her best and trying to make it really meaningful, but at the same time is repeating um mistake like mistakes that are maybe in her character to make which are mm-hmm. those of like being less than honest mm-hmm. you know being um overly aggressive being like somebody who's um you know and i think there's like there's an interesting there's a funny line like when they're the night like before they all before they head out where they're all together and they're they've they're seeing each other a lot of them for the first time in a while and nobody knows holly and Holly is introduced to Sarah as Juno's protege. And um, and then, like, I think it's Rebecca that says, like, I always thought that Juno would eat her young. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. and so it's yeah. just like, you know, Juno's not nurturing. She's not somebody who really is soft. She's hard. Yeah. She's hard. She's aggressive. And that's <laughs> she's, um, she's fucking hard. She's and got she got body and shit. <laughs> <laughs> And she's not somebody, she's not, she's not, you know, she was never going to be like, and and Sarah had that, that maybe that, that facet of her where she was like a mother and a wife. Mm -hmm. And, and, and also there's the reference to that Holly makes when she's like, she says something like, oh yeah, yeah, well, you know what's that, what that's like, like thrill seeking. And she makes this reference to like past trips that Juno and Sarah have taken together where Sarah has clearly been. Um, you know, at least as thrill seeking and, and adventurous as Juno, but like at some point in her life, maybe shifted over. And so that when, when we're at the end and all we have left is Sarah, Sarah and Juno, it's like Sarah's back in like Juno mode, right? Like she's, she's, she's like, she doesn't have a, a family anymore. She doesn't have, she doesn't have her daughter, or her husband. Like she's mm-hmm. completely feral and she goes back to like whatever it was that. And I think they show the photo, but it's like whatever, who can tell? But like, you know, like Holly comments, like there's this badassery in Sarah that we see emerge at the end after she comes out of that pool of shit. And um, she's ready to let Juno have it. (laughs) Sorry, that is so gross. Tony, you not let that go. I mean, it is. And then even that, I guess we going back now, but like that, even when she comes out of it and the one is like standing on her head and he's got like, the cream of wheat and shit coming out of his <laughs> mouth, like going on. I was like, oh my God. Ugh. What is that? Like, cream of wheat. <laughs> like what what is it? What is what is coming out? Like, yo, I, like they just automatically have this like secretion coming out of it. Like, what does that do? What what's purpose does that serve? Like just to uh, be gross. <laughs> just to be fucking gross. <laughs> so what's the rule, y'all? <laughs> So what what I had said in the text was don't break girl code. The thing that gets Juno killed is that she fucking lies to her friends. She lies to Sarah like it's a betrayal. Like it's not that she's you know necessarily even you know cheating or whatever with with someone who's married, but like it's that she's it's her fucking friend, you know. And then secondly, that she fucking lies to her friends again. 
Um, so like, don't break girl code. Like, don't fucking lie to your friends. Don't try to get around shit with your. And then with Beth, right? Like, what maybe she could have done, even though in all practical fucking shit. Like, if it were me, I would be like, sorry, dude, you're dead. I gotta go. Like, I'm maybe I'll like, if you want, I'll kill you mercifully here before the monsters come to eat you. But like, she lies about that too. And she could have easily just told the truth. She yeah, no, that like, moment. She and it was such a, there was a beat in that moment. And like, uh-huh. and she was like we, trying to give her an opportunity, yeah. way, like uh, an opportunity to tell the truth. Or to be like, I'm didn't. so sorry. I'm fucking that's, sorry. She can never say it. She never says it. That's it. That's the emotional immaturity thing, too. Cause like, it's almost like a parent and child situation. Like when you, t- when you give your kids a chance to fess up to something they did. And I actually, me and my wife were talking about that with our son about how much that reminded us of him when like we catch him in a line. It's like, you're very clearly asking a question that <laughs> like, you know, the and you to. saw her die. <laughs> it's like, that's the most. <laughs> Yeah, the way the way Juno responds is child it. childlike, and she she sort of retreats into <laughs> herself, and it makes yeah. you just wonder. Like it, to me, the layers to her character just imply trauma. Like she's a survival, she's a survivor, and like it shows up yeah. in the fact that she she. I mean, her lies are to protect herself. Um, she's not like a a. a she's not like a the liar who does it to sort of bolster their. Um, or maliciously sets out like she doesn't maliciously set out to be dishonest it's just like she's gonna lie to like you said protect herself yeah yeah Yeah, it it does it ruins her in the end did did you guys i I don't know if like uh the i've heard people talk about i know you guys are i got cut out when you guys were talking about the ending and it's like i've heard people say that there's like supposedly she never made it out or something. Is that supposed to be what the what that ending is? Yeah. Is that yeah, she never well, made it out? So what, when you watched, what's the last thing you saw? We need to talk about that. I think we saw three different versions of the movie. Like what? So, okay. uh, <laughs> so the one that I just watched, and I haven't watched this movie for a while from start to finish. The one that I just watched, Sarah makes it out. She pops up through the ground. She um, drives into the car and she's driving all crazy and then she like stops at some point and then the ghost of Juno appears. <laughs> and then it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, so the, that's, that's the only version I've seen. There's so, no yeah, okay, go for it, Chris. So I watched the unrated version, which I didn't know was that different. Uh but that all happens and then Sarah wakes up in the cave and she uh and she then uh sees her daughter and she has this vision of her daughter and it pans out almost like Almost like the open, you know, the opening of Hereditary. Yeah, it pans out, does the opposite. It starts off and it gets really big, and you just see the cave walls, and they get smaller and smaller, and then it goes to credits. And so, and is it like, isn't it her with like a birthday cake or like a bir- yeah, like a birthday, a birthday cake, cake and a candle? Yeah, yeah. it's like a and whole then- like it's a vision, and like I think the shot shows just how deep she actually is in the cave. That there's no way she's getting out. Oh damn, that's like way more. Yeah, I mean the the ending like with her in the car is like is like a such a like what the fuck ending like yo what just happened <laughs> like not not only like it started off like with just you being lost underground then it turned into a monster movie then at the end it turned to a ghost uh, movie <laughs> situation I was like, yeah like what what just happened. <laughs> 
But I actually think both endings kind of work because like the idea of her getting out but being haunted by what she did kind of works. I mean, it doesn't yeah. really fit like to her to have that vision doesn't fully fit, but it kind of does in the sense that she was having visions at the beginning of her mm-hmm. uh of her daughter and husband's death. So like it kind of fits. Uh, so I think both endings kind of work in a way. One's just a lot more hopeless and sad. Well, she. Cho- I, be- I think the idea is like like she chooses. Um, she chooses madness. You know, which is what. Like she emerges from. She emerges and she fucking makes the choice to. Um, do this thing to this other person for no other reason other than, like revenge and personal like. Catharsis. Catharsis. And it's like now she has to contend with, you know, with all of that. Like, with, you know, and, and it's just, I think that was like one of the, you know, the metaphor of the fucking cave in the first place or, or whatever is like just, and and then fucking name of the movie is not just, you know, it's not just about going down into these caves. It's like going down into the fucking ugliest, deepest, most nasty part of yourself. And like, what do you get? Or like, what do you come back with after you have plumbed those depths? And what she comes out with is like, I'm going to kill motherfuckers. Like, I'm going to get revenge on people who've wronged me. And now, you know, there's that to contend with is one version of the, the ending. The, the one where she's sitting with her daughter maybe is just like, I'm stuck here forever in this despair. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's heavy. And I mean, it's like ultimately, it's like how you react to hitting rock bottom. And hitting rock rea- bottom. And her reaction. <laughs> Literally. She actually, yeah, she actually chooses the the wrong choice i think like uh, <laughs> like she doesn't like she kills her best ally yeah at, she at the, ki- yeah at like the I, I i don't think that's the right choice <laughs> like <laughs> so she literally breaks who's like, been trying to save you like uh yeah. relentlessly maybe not fully to your knowledge but she's been yeah. doing that you know that's wild <laughs> this movie is heavy, y'all. This movie is, it's, it's, it this really movie is, is fire, man. Like it's really good. It's really good. All those beautiful, like I was watching it. Like there, there are so many, um, like all the different colors. There's like the whole the red scene, and then there's like some scenes with Juno where it's green, and then there are some scenes where like the cave sort of lit up and it's yellow, and then like they're like when they want to just really throw you off, that the camera's like on this angle, and then they'll go like this, and you're just like it's so like disorienting and gross and like jarring and makes you feel completely the claustrophobia, you know, like of a situation like that. Like, and God, what a, what a, like, I don't even know like how they do it like on a technical level. Cause I think you guys are much better at noticing those technical sort of points than I am, but like what a completely immersive experience in terms of just like being thrown off and feeling like you're stuck somewhere tiny and like everything's closed in. It just, it's, it does that so well, like from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah it does. I, and I was saying like, I just love like that, that usage of like the practical lights is amazing. Um, it, and uh, specifically, I am not recommending this movie, but if you go watch the second one, <laughs> You will see why this, like the way they lit this is perfect. The way they light the second one is like they, you can tell there's lighting. Like Uh, everything, you can see everything. You can see the caves. It looks like there's like 
movie set <laughs> lighting in there. And this, it actually feels like they are lighting this with fire. They like they lit this scene with an actual torch. It seems like, and maybe they did some. I think that's what I read. Was that the director? I think they was did like, use it was practical, like practical light. light. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so. That's so uh, brilliant. And it's tricky to shoot yeah. like that with that because it's a re- it's an extremely dark movie. Mm-hmm. And. But not dark, like some movies. I've seen movies where it's like, I can't see anything that's going on. Because right. it's the way... And it's not even because they shot it with practical light. It's just because, for whatever reason, they edited it and they made it dark as hell for some yeah. reason. This movie is shot in the dark and using only flames and mm-hmm. little, you know... uh, the what are those, I don't know what those green flares. lights they were using. Oh, the yeah. flares oh, the, and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only lit I mean, using the, those, and like the, uh, you can still night really, vision and, yeah. And it's it's so perfectly done though because it shows you just enough for you to not really be able to see the space that you're in, but only see still how claustrophobic it is. Like it's perfect, fantastic movie. Like and and one that I forget about. Like when I'm naming or thinking about great horror movies, I'm like, I, this one easily slips my mind for some reason. And it's so good. Yeah. Like the, the performances are fabulous. The, the, the sound the direction, is great. Yeah. The, the, the cinematography is beautiful. Everything's so good about it. I don't know why, it, like I don't think of it more often and why I don't watch it more often. Well, it's interesting. I was looking up Neil Marshall cause he wrote and directed it. And, uh, he hasn't done a ton of things that are of note in the movie mm-hmm. space. He, he, he did the most recent, uh, remake of Hellboy, which I heard was not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has directed some of the best, some, some really good episodes of Game of Thrones and like oh, Westworld okay. and stuff. And so he's definitely still using that eye. It's just mm-hmm. interesting that we haven't gotten to see more. See, you know, this, this seems to be the big one. Uh, that a lot of people still know him for. Yeah, it's um, definitely underrated yeah. for sure. Like I feel like I've I've seen this movie actually quite a bit. Um, in fact, when I put it on, my wife was like, "You watching that again? You you gotta watch it again." <laughs> I was like, "Man, I'm trying to you know, I gotta refresh myself because I, I don't know." Like, yeah, it, no, you know. for sure, I have to do that. Yeah. We all have to do that every time. Like, I'm like, okay, I haven't seen this for a while. I don't I don't want to miss anything important. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. you lose, you know, you start to. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, um, I had a lot of fun talking about this movie, as usual. Uh, you know, we had to talk fun. about this one for a minute. Like, yeah, like it was just man. When I said this, yeah. the descent, I was like, yes. Yeah. Um, there's some movies I have to sort of uh, <laughs> my kids. Um, that have to that I have to. So, pow, pow, pow. It's like no, nope, there's no construction work happening. Just my kids jumping on the bed. Uh, <laughs> But mine uh, aren't here. That's the only reason you don't hear them fucking acting crazy in the background. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, this this is a blast to talk about. Um if you uh want to like actually join our Instagram, follow us on Instagram, uh two BXM podcast and uh throw us some suggestions. Uh as this show's been up for a few weeks now and uh we've really had a lot of fun doing it. Um Please feel free to like suggest things to us on there. Suggest things in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, what what movies should we talk about? Uh, we have a long list, but we are happy to consider all kinds of different uh, scary movies <laughs> to talk Ew. about. 
uh, because we we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, this is Survivor's Ed: How to Not Die First in a Horror Movie. Um, please review us, rate us on um, Apple Podcasts, check us out on Spotify, all the places you can find podcasts, and uh, really just uh, join this community and be a part of the conversation. We'll see you next time.